Hello, and welcome to the Frontier Strategy Group podcast series. FSG is the leading information services partner for emerging markets executives. We partner with business leaders at over 200 multinationals by providing them with research, analytical tools, and data that helps power their emerging markets business strategies. Today's podcast will focus on our outlook for South Africa. My name is Marta Masage, and I'm a Client Relationship Director here at FSG. I am joined by Alexa Lyon, Analyst for Sub-Saharan Africa at FSG's London office. As a reminder, this podcast and all of FSG's content is available via our portal at portal.frontierstrategygroup.com. Alexa, welcome, and thank you for joining me for this discussion. Hi, Marta. It's good to be here. Uh, You released a new market spotlight on South Africa. At the time of the previous report, the country was going through an economic crisis. What has changed in uh, South Africa since then? At the time of the last report, South Africa was indeed in an economic crisis marked by high unemployment, high inflation, rampant household debt, and pessimistic consumer and business sentiments. We haven't seen an, an economic recovery since then, and we expect South Africa's economic woes to continue well into this year. In fact, we slashed GDP forecasts from 2.1% to 1.5% for this year. So the new report delves into the trends that will affect multinationals in the coming year in light of the economic downturn. What uh, would you say are the causes for this difficult economic downturn? South Africa's economic downturn is due to a series of internal and external factors. South Africa is Sub-Saharan Africa's most integrated market in the global economy, meaning it's exposed to external shocks such as China's slowdown and the U.S. economy's recovery. China is currently undergoing a pivot towards becoming a consumption-led economy versus an investment-led economy. This means that its housing sector is slowing down, leading to less demand for commodities such as platinum exports, which puts downward pressure on commodity prices. For South Africa, this hurts government revenue derived from corporate taxes paid by mining companies and will put pressure on the 2015 budget. The U.S. economic recovery is a big big influencer in terms of South Africa's economy. After the global recession, a lot of hot money was poured into South Africa as investors were lured away from the U.S. because of low interest rates there. Now that investors anticipate higher interest rates in the U.S. in 2015, we're seeing a reversal of capital. So we're seeing capital outflows from South Africa that is adversely impacting the RAND, which exposes South Africa's banking sector and runs the risk of bursting property and credit bubbles that have formed over the past few years. However, for all of these macroeconomic vulnerabilities, whether they be driven by China or by the U.S., South Africa's economic downturn remains a tale of government inefficiency and social discontent. So uh, we saw the the headlines last year coming out of South Africa uh, due to the five-month-long minor strike. What are some of the underlying factors behind that discontent? So the social tensions we're seeing in South Africa are due to public frustrations at government inability to deliver on basic services. We're also seeing rising inequality, soaring costs of living, and high unemployment. The country is currently in an electricity crisis as the national electricity provider, ESCOM, faces revenue shortfall and maintenance problems. So consumers and businesses are facing disruptions in electricity supply and will begin paying higher tariffs for the service this year. This example right here embodies the lack of basic services provided by the government, as well as rising costs of living. 
The government, in the meantime, is caught up in political infighting, corruption scandals, and is losing popular support from voters on both sides of the political spectrum. Within the ANC's uh, union, we're seeing that the metal workers' union, NUMSA, split from COSATU, one of the ANC's factions. And this does not bode well for the ANC, as it provides space for left-wing parties to emerge. And this is a very important trend for this year. We're seeing much more populism in South Africa, as displayed by the strikes and the emergence of the economic freedom fighters, for example, which is the radical left-wing party led by Julius Malema. Public sector unions will continue to pressure the government for wage increases this year, which tends to influence private sector demands for salary hikes. So in short, South Africa is at a political crossroads as politicians come under greater pressure to deliver on promises of inclusive growth. Well, it sounds like uh, South Africa will need to address uh, some of these internal situations far better to deal with uh, external volatility. How will this affect businesses? Companies will face demands for higher wages as social discontent resulting from the high living costs that I described will remain acute in 2015. And consumer goods firms will particularly face subdued demand as industry restructuring prompted by higher wages fuels unemployment and dampens consumer spending over the medium term. Multinationals should also brace for disruptions to daily operations because of political infighting. There will be ongoing electricity disruptions, infrastructure will be left in disrepair, and road bottlenecks will make distribution less efficient and more expensive. And finally, as I mentioned, companies and consumers will face higher electricity bills and erratic electricity supply, which affects purchasing power and overhead costs. But on the flip side, we do see that demand for renewable energy solutions will increase, which will create opportunities for firms selling into the B2B space. Thank you. And uh, so beyond that, uh, is there a silver lining for South Africa's economic growth? Although companies are in for a bumpy ride this year, they should remember that South Africa remains sub-Saharan Africa's most diversified economy and one of its wealthiest countries. The country has a well-developed business infrastructure, sophisticated financial services, and relatively easy access to credit for both consumers and businesses. The private sector in South Africa is competitive. We're seeing more and more South African firms grow their pan-African footprints, and the regional integration this creates will open up new markets for multinationals based in South Africa. So we expect operational challenges to persist, but we also expect opportunities to continue emerging for companies committed to South Africa for the long term. Well, some good news there. Thank you very much, Alexa, for this interesting conversation. As a reminder to our clients, you can speak with Alexa or any of the FSG analysts by simply reaching out to your client relationship director. Also, the South Africa Outlook Report is on our portal as well at portal.frontierstrategygroup.com. That concludes our podcast. Until next time, we wish you great outperformance in your emerging markets.